I'm here at Art Text with Adam Kinner, uh, who has curated an exhibition uh, outside, um, and it's um, Performer le Souverain et l'Etranger à la Frontière du Québec. Uh, wow. And you've collaborated with a bunch of different artists to bring this forward. Um, what are we looking at? We're, step, we're at the gate. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, we're looking at the Gallery of Art Texts, which, to give some context, is a, um, a collection of documents and documentation about artistic practice in Montreal and, and elsewhere. And, uh, yeah, so after a research residency, I made this, this uh, exhibition. Okay. And it's kind of... I think of it as... A, as a series of kind of different ways of looking at or riddles about um, what the outside is. And, and I kind of want to, in the exhibition, I'm trying to think about the idea of how one could dance on the border. So, so the, there's, you know, there's always kind of a dialectic going on between a kind of inside and an outside, and that's sure. projected in a lot of different ways inside of inside or outside of the institution or inside outside of the body or inside outside of the the nation or sure. whatever um, and so thinking about that line and thinking about what a dance on that line would be and specifically trying to center it in Quebec where I think of like national identity is kind of um, particularly loaded for sure <laughs> I mean performing the sovereign at the frontier yeah. And the front, uh, sorry, performing the sovereign and the foreign at Quebec's border. So it, it does seem like you're really locating this piece in Montreal and Quebec. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I mean, I think because of my own experience here and because I'm working at this institution, which is really, you know, like about this place, this city, but also this province. Yeah. Um, and I think also one thing that's that I'm coming here with is a sort of, um, having come from the States, you know, I, I feel both super welcome and super, you know, I have a pretty good life here. And also there's a kind of, always this kind of sense of, well, how does one belong to Quebec? What is, how, how does, how does Quebec identity like manifest itself and what's in that? And, you know, thinking of, along those lines as well. Well, it's really interesting because until today, Quebec identity is still very much in flux. Totally, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And yet, also, there's a kind of containment that happens, I think. Well, that, that's getting ahead of myself, maybe. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, we are in a, in a gallery space uh, now at Art Text. It's beautiful. Um, so we have visual, audio, photograph, prints. Um, where do you want to start? Uh, maybe I th always think of it like this. Okay. Um, but in fact, these two things are connected. Okay. So this is a, just because people are looking, this is a, <laughs> a chair with some headphones and a little iPod-like device. And then on the other side of the doorway, there's six large craft paper um, musical notations, wow, or musical beautiful. notations on craft paper. Wow. And so this piece is called... Um, it's called, it has a long title. Yeah. It's called 
I asked the students in my French class to read a text by René Levesque. And um, so there's a little bit of a story. Tell us. So um, I was in a French class about a year ago okay. at this like, private French school, okay. um, taking French class, because I'm always working on my French, because sure. I mostly exist in the Anglophone world, and I have to constantly be working on French. Um, and I was in a class with six other people, and everyone else was a recent immigrant to Quebec. Sure. And they all had different mother tongues, and they were all like very different ages and experiences, and wow. it was very beautiful, like all these different people. And mostly we could only converse in French, which people had various degrees of ability in. So it was very tender and lovely, you know. And um, at the time, uh, I was also a res uh, doing research here oh, okay. and learning about the history of... I was particularly interested in stuff around Francois Sullivan and the automatists and the automatists and, like, the uh, Revolution Tranquille and the beginning of Quebec sovereignty. I was already thinking about Quebec identity and borders and things like this. So, oh. so I'm doing this research in the afternoons and going to a French class in the morning. Oh, wow. And then... The, this this uh, massacre in the mosque in Quebec happened while I was in, I mean, around the time I was in French class. And so this became, as it does in, in these classes, it becomes a, a, a subject. Like you talk about the national, you talk about the news and stuff in these classes. And, and, and what was interesting is that I was the person who had lived in Quebec the longest, and I maybe had the most context, even of the teacher, who was from France. And, uh, and so people were, you know, puzzled and worried. Some of the people were, had, you know, had a mosque, like they went to the mosque as well in Montreal, and, and we had long conversations about this. And, and, and then I was, you know, so this one afternoon, I, I encounter a text by René Levesque that's the very beginning of Quebec sovereignty, uh, when he left the Liberal Party and started what would become the Bloc Québécois, he uh, wrote a text called Option Québec, and it sort of lays the groundwork for Quebec sovereignty in 1968. And, uh, and I was fascinated by this text because the beginning of it really locates the idea of Québécois belonging and the connection to the territory in language, which I find like very complicated um, and interesting. And here I was in this French class with people that I think were kind of being, you know, actively, sh I mean, had been really shaken up by this experience or this event and, and you know, were wondering to what extent they, they could or, or would belong to the society. And, and yet they were learning the language, which was, according to this text, like what was what Quebec identity was about. So anyway, that's a very long-winded yeah. thing, but I think the context is interesting. And then I'll tell you, so these, this is the people reading this text by oh, René wow. Levesque in French. So my French class reading it, different individuals. And then these are um, notations of their reading. So it's like a sort of rescoring of the... The, the performance of reading this text, which, is, which begins, Nous sommes Québécois, ce que cela veut dire d'abord et avant tout au besoin exclusivement, et que nous sommes attachés à ce seul coin du monde 
où nous puissions être pleinement nous-mêmes. Uh, so, so it's kind of reinscribing this sovereign, this like foundation of sovereignty in, in, a, in a kind of, I don't know, a, a voice that's kind of both foreign and, and local. And I don't know, it, it's like, well, yeah. I, yeah. Well, it really brings up this concept of how belonging manifests and place and identity. You've written the names of the fellow students at the top. No, actually, oh. those are the tempo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I omitted the names. Not everyone was happy to have their name. Um, so I didn't want anyone's name. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's the tempo. Oh, so, so you've located the tempo of how the person spoke. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> there are all the different tempos. But, I mean... Wow. And, you, and you've written this out by hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But, uh, but, yeah, I guess thinking about, like, performances, or, like, the performance of... Like, a performance that happens on the border and kind of, like... Sure. Wh where that orients people and what where that takes us in terms of territory and in terms of subjectivity and belonging. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it really makes you think about um, the fact that, I mean, it seems in a lot of ways the closest metropolis to Montreal in historically and culturally is New York. Sure. You know, big city, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then when you take that bus trip between you know, midnight and 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. and you arrive in Manhattan, it yeah. feels like you've entered another world. Totally. But then it also doesn't feel very far. It's very <laughs> confusing. Sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about, well, I was just crossing the border on the train, and um, yeah, I was, I was sitting next to someone who was going to an artist residency. I didn't know this person, but just hearing them uh, explain what an artist residency was to a border guard was to me like one of the most incredible like wow like really that's what we do you know we explain artist residencies to border guards <laughs> those are the performances that we do that really i don't know matter or, that's or like don't. real life performance yeah art. exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's deep. <laughs> yeah totally uh it's really also really amazing you were doing the work here at art text and then at the same time you were actually in real life french yeah, class yeah, yeah. with people from very different uh, orientations and cultural experiences, it mm -hmm. seems. People that wouldn't necessarily be in the art world. No, for sure. And as actually, defined. yeah, and one thing that's been really interesting is telling each of the students about this and asking their permission and, and then them coming through and sort of having different reactions to the work. And, you know, it's been like, yeah, I would say that whenever we're forced to, or forced, whenever we end up in close proximity with people that are, you know, that we wouldn't ordinarily, it's always such a... And then the, 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 the experience of learning a language, I think, is very vulnerable. So there's a real, like... Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. It's beautiful. You've written this out by hand? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. And then, so the, the way it's dictated, you've sort of measured out through notation? Yeah, so, I mean, the people read it, they read the text and they made, you know, certain mistakes and, you know, various kinds of things that happened to this to speech. Yeah. And, you know, there's a, it's, it's not, this is a, 
in a way, it's a real like formalization of of something that's not formalized. Like yeah. we yeah. we could notate somehow musically what we're Absolutely. saying right now, yeah, but sure. it wouldn't be exactly the same, you know. So it's it's also kind of thinking about how performances become inscribed on paper, sure. like you know, and and we're yeah. looking at a documentation center over there. Yeah. Oops. So. Yeah. So, so also thinking about yeah. what are those documents yeah. and yeah. what do they signify in terms of real performances or, or yeah, performances of like a sovereign subject. Wow. Does that so, make sense? Yeah, I hear you. And so, so again, it's, it's the text of René Levesque written in 1968 as read by six classmates exactly. that you were taking French with. Yeah, six language lear- French language learners. Yeah. <laughs> Including you, Adam Kinner. Well, no, I don't. I don't perform this. I'm. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, this. You were a part of this French. Yes. French yeah. Yeah. School. For sure. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. we're here at the gallery at Art Text, and there's these speakers beside yeah. us here. So, yeah. Do you want? You can describe. I don't. Know. I don't know. There's <laughs> speakers. They look very like spacey in some sense. <laughs> yeah, they totally have like a space vibe. It's true. I love them. <laughs> They're um, not my speakers, and the speakers are just, the, they belong to the gallery, but the, the thing that's coming through them is, um, a, it's, a rec- it's a two-channel recording, so it's not a stereo recording, okay. it's two mono channels, <laughs> and um, it's a sound recording of uh, myself and another person named Vincent Bonnet, who's like a, mostly a writer, uh, okay. writes about art, um, and f- um, yeah. And is a bit of a of a expert when it comes to people like Francois Sullivan, who we talked to talked about before we started recording here, and and so, and was a major figure in the time period that a lot oh. of this kind of stuff came from. Yeah. Um, so we're this piece is called "Running Between the Ellen Gallery, the SBC, and Vox," okay. and basically we recorded ourselves running from these three galleries that are all kind of galleries that do like, um, I would say politically and socially engaged work and like, and yeah, are are sort of part of a certain kind of, um, I don't know, artistic aesthetic here. And so we're running between them and yeah, one mic is on me and one is on Vincent and this is a document of our run and it, and it, it came from uh, it's a cover of, of, a, of a work by Francois Sullivan where she walks from one museum to the other in 1971 yeah. and when Vincent we had been talking about this piece and when Vincent inter, uh, inter- interviewed her she said that she wanted to basically she was kind of wondering what the future of art was because she had just been working with these artists that were declaring that art was dead and her argument was that it wasn't dead, it was just outside of the institutions. And so she was looking for the space sort of in between that's left when we leave the institutions. And so, so it's, I guess it's a, yeah, kind of thinking about running out of the institutions. <laughs> and now we're back here. Yeah, this institution. yeah and you're here, exactly. But yeah, yeah so there's that. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> It sounds very, I mean, I, I thought it was a percussion remix or something here. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Devin performed here, uh, Devin did a performance here, Devin Braja Waldman, yeah. and he, uh, he used this, the sound of this, like, running. He, oh, would, he turned the, the sound up and he, like, played with it. It was really beautiful. Oh, wow. 
just the percussion of, of moving. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then you turn them off. Beautiful. <laughs> wow, this is a great exhibition. <laughs> and, and now we're looking at? Now we're looking at a series of photos by Douglas Curran. Okay. Who, and these were um, taken oh, wow. in the 70s. Uh, mostly in the States, but also in Canada. Uh, he's a Canadian photographer. Um, but yeah, there's sort of different places. He, for a few years, he was traveling around the States and Canada, basically taking pictures of people and their stuff. And um, the series is called In Advance of the Landing. Um, and basically, it's photos of amateur, I would call them like amateur, like rocket and UFO enthusiasts who build um, who build these devices like wow. ways of of intercepting UFOs or rockets that kind of look like missiles or um, spacecraft or like UFOs that they've like made in their own image um, and these I think would be recognizable to people like from I mean from my youth I think of like this sort of obsession with space and like yeah. and rockets. I really think of these as like related to the Cold War. And okay. what what's interesting to me about these is that to me, um, they kind of I don't know. There's like a tragic like or tragic. It's not tragic, but there's like a I, I see these men like um, Bob Dunbar who's built a rocket in his backyard and like this rocket doesn't go anywhere and it, I think it has so much to do with like looking to the outside for like or looking to this imagined foreign alien thing but simultaneously trying to like control it and feeling like I think these are a symptom of of a profound disease with like a world that's no that no longer belongs to these like white men and, and no longer belongs to like America or Canada and like kind of the dawning of like a foreignness that's actually that actually has to be confronted and this is a way of building a sort of shield or or like imagining like entirely controlling this like what this foreign thing would be does that make sense yeah it's like it's, it's <laughs> almost a strange uh, super unintentional strange performance colonial performance art exactly yeah, yeah totally yeah like we'll build the aliens just so we can like blow them up or something oh, um, no. and it's also yeah if you think there's one in Quebec to, yeah there, exactly in Bromont yeah and apparently that's still there <laughs> here wow um, yeah I also think of the relationship to like different kinds of sci-fi and and like how Afrofuturism was also kind of happening at this time and how it conceived of the alien as a totally different sort of figure, you know, but, and, and it was more about like dr dressing or like adopting manner or, or something. And that this is so much about like the militarization of the outside and the like recuperation of it. Which has a lot to do with borders. Totally. <laughs> wow, wow. So then, oh, there's a little overview, just a visit to the border, just because I thought we should all remember that like there's an actual border and it's just a bunch of trees. And also I was kind of thinking about how 
this has been a site for real migration, yeah. especially recently, yeah. and as I think especially this area. Um, we've all seen these pictures of people kind of fleeing the U.S. and coming on foot, and like how, you know, it's not just a, like yeah. a, an abstract idea. It's yeah. not just an like, you know, yeah. an idea about yeah. sovereignty. Yeah. It's like an actual thing. Um, totally. And so yeah, that photo is sort of there to hold that space. Wow. Um, wow, 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 wow. And then this is a video that, so now this is a projection, large projection of, um, well, so I should say that uh, this was filmed by a collaborator named Claire Harvey. And there's three different images that are used. Um, the, the first one, or like the sort of, one of them is, of the outside of the building that we're in, yeah. which is adorned in these sort of LED lights yeah. that play this kind of um, text around the building and like animation that's sort of talking about culture and like advertising different cultural events and and sort of um, it's a it's it's yeah it's a a way like a sort of presentation of culture in what I would say is very much related to advertising and and like Vegas and like the and Times Square and stuff. Um, and so it's quite strange, I would say, super strange installation on the outside of this building. And then uh, the other um, image is the stacks here that are on rollers that are moving on their own. Mm. Um, so kind of like... Uh, That's within <laughs> art text. Within art text, yeah, these folders. Uh, these file folders on these like huge black stacks that are just like moving and you can't see the source of their movement and then the last is um, dancers re rehearsing across the street and you see also that the glass that one looks through is colored by the lights that are on the outside of the building and I guess I don't I mean I think this is kind of the sort of thing that you need to see. But um, I was thinking about like movement and choreography and lights and like how these are all sort of in a dialectic with containment. So I think of these lights as like a way of like containing culture and like rendering it as sort of like product. And then the, sure. that these things are sort of, I wanted to animate the, the stacks, I wanted to animate them themselves. I wanted them to like have their own wow. life, and and those are archives. Those are the yeah. It's not they're not really archives. They're like a collection because an archive has a different. I don't know. They really are archives, but we don't talk about them as archives for some reason here. But um, it's a collection. Yeah, a collection of documents, and and uh, and yeah, I wanted to like think about them as sort of like autonomous. Movers, performers, and then looking at like what precisely can't be in the archive, which is like the actual movement of bodies. It's like that, like, and kind of, you know, this is filmed from the perspective of where I was sitting doing research and like always looking across and thinking, well, wow, like dance is another thing. Like, yeah. and how does that live here? And how does a dancer enter? Because uh, you collection? dance. I dance, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I love to dance. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> well, it's beautiful. Wow, this is uh, amazing. 
um, installation, exhibition. We're with Adam Kinner at Art Text Gallery. We're talking about outside performing the sovereign and the foreign at Quebec's border. And um, that is an exhibition that's going to be up for a little bit more, yeah, I think. Till March 10th. Till March 10th, okay. And uh, you've worked with a bunch of different artists, and we've, we've been touring the actual room here of the exhibition. Um, beautiful work. There's one last table here, which is... What, what are we looking at? This is um, a text by Denis Lessard. Uh, it was in the archive, but it's sort of um, a strange thing to find this in the, in the collection because it's a primary document. So it's two versions of a text... This is one version and this is another version of the same text that he wrote in 19, I think, 89. Um, and it's all about the relationship between visual art and dance. And as that's one of the sort of subjects. I, I like the idea of a text as like, again, you know, kind of thinking about these musical works over here. A text is something that's like, um, that like documents like a process of thinking sure. or a performance of thinking. Sure, sure, and, sure, sure. and so looking at the way both that he's talking about the relationship between visual art and dance, which is really a relationship between, you know, what's on a wall and what's, like, in a body. Yeah. And then also that he's kind of performing thinking that because you're seeing his thoughts change wow. and his thoughts progress or his ideas sort of, like, turn into wow. written thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a really, nice. it's a nice text. It's really cool. There's, there's one more thing. Oh, there is. outside of the gallery. Okay. <laughs> and this is, um, I'll just tell you about it. Yeah. Uh, this is a work called Mascoc by Althea Toberger in relation, uh, sorry, in collaboration with um, Monique Nolet-Ill, who's an Abenaki language scholar um, and one of the only remaining speakers of the Abenaki language. Oh, wow. And... She and this is a document of, of a performance. It's a little video wow. for people that aren't looking at it. Uh, and um, basically, it takes place at an opera house that's on the border of wow. Quebec and Vermont. Wow! And actually, the border bisects the opera house. Oh wow! So the stage is in Quebec, and the audience is mostly in Vermont. Wow! And what's one thing that's kind of interesting about, or one thing that. I'd say Althea Toberger takes up in this is that that line yeah. between Quebec and Vermont also bisects a single community of Abenaki people. And sure. that's one of the reasons why that, why that community, I mean, that's been really obviously a difficult thing for a, a sovereign nation to like be bisected by two colonial um, settler nations. So, wow. uh, so, so for that reason, you know, the community has been, um, has had, well, there have been bad things for this community, and, and that's reflected in the fact that no one really speaks this language anymore, or very few people speak it. There's a renaissance of the language. But um, so the video depicts uh, Monique Nolet Ill reading a story called wow. Mascoc in the Abenaki language from the audience space, from the balcony, to a gathered audience that's sitting on the stage. Wow. And wow. It's like a five-minute text, and then she leaves. And I find this, just in terms of speech acts and in terms of like speaking to and addressing an audience that's also situated on a stage and in a different 
nation that's yeah. a settler nation in relation to this, yeah. you know, indigenous wow. Wow. sovereignty. It's like it's a really powerful performance to me. And um, yeah, wow. the, the, so the videos here. This exhibition has involved so many different collaborators, which are listed here. Hmm. Um, I guess I would just. Um, finish by just saying mm -hmm. that um, well I mean it, it, it it's really amazing to see this initiative looking at identity and borders in Quebec today um, it seems like there's this unending and and also very undefined story of what Quebec is and you know um, it's 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 rare to see it being engaged with by anglophone artists um, and that's really awesome. Uh, I was just wondering if, if you could maybe end with a couple thoughts about why that was important for you. Yeah, I mean, why is that important for me? Um, I guess because it's in as much as like I want to engage with where I am and yeah. like where, like what this land is and what this like community is. And, you know, as an American, I didn't know much when I arrived here many years ago and and like learning about this culture which I really love and also have really complicated feelings towards um yeah it's become really important in terms of just like feeling like I know where I am and know what the history of it is and then yeah and then my artistic practice is really that like letting that into what I'm thinking about and and trying to make show how complicated it is and and try and think about how that experience resonates across different, you know, portions of the population and what it means for different people and how it manifests in performances that I think are beautiful and, you know, that's, that's yeah, that's like, I think that's what artistic practice is about for me, so. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.